Right, yeah, well, welcome back to the Limehouse Podcast. This is me, William Portis, your host. I hope you're doing well. This is the Wednesday edition, so you've got a new band. You've got a new band to look forward to, which isn't really that... That's not a bad thing, really. New music coming right at ya. So this band this week is called Fur. F-U-R. I speak to the lovely Murray from the band... They're from Brighton, and they've been they've been going like for a actually quite a long time. Their story is quite cool, quite interesting. Their sound is fantastic. It's kind of like what we I, I would describe. I don't know. What I would. It's kind of I would I would describe it as neon post wave curtain twitching uh, punk new wave sound garage. Mmm, nice. I would probably describe it as like something a little bit. Like Frankie Valley meets the Beach Boys, Beatles, Bell and Sebastian, bit of the Strokes. It's got it's got a one foot in the sixties, one foot in the debt, the present day. Mistake after mistake, it's safer if I distance myself If there's a way for me to not do what I have done for so long Don't be sorry if you know that I'm lonely I don't feel like you know me well enough to understand Very engaging, extremely enjoyable music. So you will enjoy it. And the story is quite unique, actually, because for some reason, they've got a really pretty big following in Southeast Asia. He can't explain why. It's just one of those things. It it happens. Their, their music went through a wormhole and, and suddenly, boom, they've got like 15 million listens across the globe. It's it's quite extraordinary. But anyway, they're, they're fantastic. Do check them out. Fur, F-U-R. And um, you will not be sorry at all, in the least. So yeah, I, I guess I'll just keep it nice and brief. I hope you've enjoyed Sunday's episode, my chat with, with um, Bernie Marsden. I did enjoy that. I hope you've had a little bit of time to, to digest it. See what you think. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. If you want to have a little chat about that, Limehouse Pod on Twitter and the Limehouse Podcast on Instagram. God, it's very simple, isn't it? And yeah, and I think this Sunday we're gonna I'm gonna bring you the wonderful Kate Weinberg. So do check out her book, The Truants. It's it's gonna be well worth your while to to listen to. I audio booked it, and it was really good. Like gardening away, listening to that was a treat treaty treato so yeah anyway uh, onwards and upwards i think just before i go obviously if you can check out the website somedaysadiamonds.co.uk it's got my short film up there it's got a the limehouse podcast blog up there as well where i talk about some of the interviews i've done and uh, some of my life experiences as well and what have you so it's quite a bit to um, digest there that's somedaysadiamonds.co.uk so enjoy this. The band are fantastic. The story's brilliant. 
And if you want any bands or know of any bands you think that might work for the show, reach out, man. Do it. The Limehouse Podcast at gmail.com or just, yeah, on any of those social media platforms. Always happy to do that. And um, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Two all against Man United. Getting a goal in Fergie time against United is wonderful. Beating Man City 1-0 is also wonderful. Oh, I wish the season would carry on. This is gorgeous. It's just glorious. It's glorious for everyone. Anyway, from me and Rosie, good night. Farewell. Hello, hello, Murray. How's it going? How's, how's it going? Good. It is good. Yeah. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. A bit, um, bit wonky today. Like, can't, can't, can't explain it. I think what it is, is having a daughter that wakes yeah. you up at least three times in a fucking night. That's, that's yeah. what it is. That would set you off, wouldn't it, just throughout the day? Yeah. What is that Guinness you're drinking? It is. It is. Yeah. From a cat. Drink- uh, put into a glass to make me feel like I'm having a proper drink. Yeah, oh, no. I'm having that. Nice. Yeah, it's um, apparently it's brewed with music, so I don't think anything could sound any oh, more pretentious. It's, perfect, if it... it's ideal for this setting. Yeah, exactly. Um, how how are you? More importantly, how are you doing? How's your day? Uh, yeah, good, good. Just yeah. finished um a bunch of songs to send off for mastering because we're doing like a sort of um. I don't really want to. I, want, I don't want to hone it into just being a lockdown thing. But throughout lockdown, me and uh, Josh have written a bunch of songs, and we're just going to release the recordings we've done as a mixtape. Sweet, yeah. my God, that's that that kind of the next step, and it's sort of happened quite quickly. And now we sent them off to be mastered. So yeah, that's like um, exciting. Yeah, man, that's yeah. that's mental, isn't it? Just like games, but the exciting fur bit is the uh, is the mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I was like, because I've. Your um, I don't know what agent James James Parish, uh-huh. such uh, a sweetheart. Uh, PR, yeah, PR, PR. Yeah. He he um, pointed me in your direction, and mm-hmm. I you know you're always a bit not wary. I don't want to say wary, but you're always a bit like, oh, what are these? What are what are these guys going to sound like then? I'm I'm sure yeah, they're yeah. not as good as. And then I I just heard um, trouble. I think. Mm-hmm. or the, the first track on Spotify, and mm-hmm. I was just instantly, and I'm not shitting you, instantly like, oh, that's that's my kind of that's my kind of music right there, man. Thank you. Yeah. Where, how long have you guys been going, anyway? Uh, it's actually close, I, I think, five years. Probably five years, almost, to the, to the I'm going to say, to the week. Uh, definitely to the month. Um, so yeah, me and Harry, who, who's no longer in the band anymore, um, we started it, yeah, just before we moved down to Brighton. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah, it was like summer 2015, which is crazy Jesus. now to say. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it first, uh, that was its birthday. Five, five years is, is mental. Five years. Yeah. How, how old are you guys? You look super young. Uh, I turned 23 on... Uh, a week ago today. Okay, nice one. And, and Josh is t- 
Josh just turned 25, Tav 24, Flynn will be 24 in November or so. So much of your lives yet to fuck up. It's wonderful. <laughs> I should have known Flynn's birth month there, but I forgot. I'm going to say October. That's a better stab. Well, no one's gonna, no, no one's gonna, you know, get yeah. too angry by that. I don't think. We'd hope not. Josh is um, the only one, maybe not early twenties anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the song uh, is, um, if you know that I'm lonely, right? Yeah. And um, so, because this is when I'm when I'm driving, I'm driving back from work and I'm listening to that on the old headphones. I'm mm. like um, instantly very, very heavily sixties influenced, but like. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, someone's someone likes Frankie Valley. Is that yeah. safe to say? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, Frankie Valley is one of those weird ones where I I said this when I, in an interview the other day, where it's kind of like less of a musical, kind of like conscious influence, and more like just little bits in songs like Angel Eyes, where I've kind of got up into that like quite high falsetto. That's yeah. like that is straight influence from from frankie valley yeah 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 that's so cool so where did that come from because for me um i went to see jersey boys and and um was blown away by it and then became heavily um addicted to that kind of sound for yeah. quite some time what what ha- where did that come from for you guys uh, jersey, you boys played, jersey boys played a part in it but i think it's a bit later the the first thing my dad ever showed well not showed me but like kind of um gave me a cd of and kind of went like you go and listen to this was uh the kinks like a kinks uh ultimate box set and i remember listening to like david watts and like death of a clown all those songs when i was probably like eight maybe nine and not really like knowing the context of like that it was a band from ages ago and like how big they were and that they were like this big british group or whatever and i just loved the songs and then yeah my dad's like my dad all my family are musicians but my dad's like massively into music as well and and I knew I Want a Night and Sherry and like some of those songs and I'd heard them in the car and stuff on like compilations. And I would always like sing the really high parts of like Sherry and stuff and enjoy it. And then, yeah, I went to see Jersey Boys. I think it was, I might have just been with my whole family, maybe maybe just my mum. And um, and yeah, that was just like, as you said, like you just, it's such a good performance and you just like, yeah, yeah got well into it at that point. And then, yeah, yeah. kind of drifted away from that like, genre of music in my teens had the had the whole like you know loved metallica you know the mum and dad i don't want, I don't want you to show me music from when you were young. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah i kind of just got back into it i think getting into bands like um arctic monkeys and the strokes and and, and people like that in my teenage years kind of then when I was realizing the sort of stuff that they were being influenced by. And then I was like, I know a lot of this music anyway. And then I kind of fell back into it when I was sort of like 17, 18. And then when I started doing the band, that was kind of like, the yeah. main. I don't think it was really necessarily a conscious thing, but it was the combination of like the bands I'd loved from a kid and then a teenager. And that's kind of, I feel like where our sound sits is sort of like, it kind of is a bit like Strokes meets Frankie Valley sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's actually a really good way of putting it. Because, I, I mean, I've been in bands myself and I've always sort of, um, I don't know, I've always, um, w- whenever we were doing like a bit of press or, or, or I, yeah. whatever, radio, we'd all, you'd always hope that the, 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 the DJ or whoever, the, the guy, sorry, someone's just literally drilling a hole in the side of a fucking engine outside my house, which is really handy. I hope everyone can hear that because that is 
That's real journalism, everybody. Um, annoying. If not, journalism. sound like you're getting pissed off over nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, story of my life. But um, yeah, like I, I, um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, no, that was it. And and having DJs just being able to just go, you just wish they'd go. They'd either one listen to your music or two understood where you're coming from. Yeah. And it, it, and and yeah, and it at least just were able to have a bit of like understanding. But I came, I come from yeah. Guildford, so there's just no no hope of anyone getting <laughs> anything to do with the Strokes. Yeah. What have you? But but you, you touched on um, your your parents and playing music. Yeah. What was like? Who 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 did they buy you a guitar? Did they buy you a um, piano recorder? Yeah, yeah, they bought me my first guitar. I mean, before I had like a way more. I mean, it's a bit not traditional musical upbringing, but it like my so my dad's like an incredible pianist and yeah. uh, plays the guitar and the clarinet and like just everything. He's one of those who's kind of turned to any instrument. My mum used to be like a uh, used to do opera singing and like played like all classical music and stuff. So that was kind of like from when I was really young. Um, is that where you're I, getting the falsetto from? Do you think your mum's side? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I used, I did. Um, I started playing the tenor horn when I was like six or something, maybe a little bit older. Did that sort of like primary school orchestra sort of thing. Um, did like a bit of jazz, trombone and stuff when I when I was like twelve, thirteen, and then and then kind of turned to guitar, and then that was. Obviously, I love doing the other stuff, but that was kind of when it was just like, okay, this is like, this is an instrument. Like, you know, you can, you right. don't have to, I, I guess it kind of changed from me, like having an instrument that I thought I should play and like learning pieces, doing practice. And it felt a bit more like homework, if you know what I mean. And then when, oh, I, had absolutely. A guitar, when I had a guitar, I was like, I just play whatever I want. And like that song that I heard, I can just like Google how to play it. And then I kind of just like, and then I was literally just since then, I've just, that's just been me like every day. I'm just like, you know, Brilliant. teaching, learning different songs, trying to write songs and, and yeah. Cause what, what's mental, what you just saying that, cause speaking to someone who's like, you know, you're 15 years younger than me. I'm like, when I was growing up, it was, it was tab, tab books, guitar tab, um, yeah. or, or you're better, your mate who could play the guitar better than you sitting you down and showing yeah. you. Yeah. But I tell you, man, like, the ability now to just go on YouTube or whatever, um, I don't know, guitar, yeah. ultimate guitar, and just, yeah. it's there. It's so, it's so freeing, you know? Yeah, I think, because at first, obviously, like, I think traditionally, I'm not, I'm sure there's not that many people that like go out and buy their own guitar when they're young and then teach themselves their first chords. Like you're always going to get your first kind of like two, three chords like taught to you. So I think, my uncle on my mum's side, he, he plays guitar as well. And I remember him kind of showing me a couple of things. My dad also showed me some stuff. And then for a while, it was just like, literally, as long as you can play like the Wonderwall chords, you can, you can <laughs> sing yeah. loads of songs. You can also just sit there and sing Wonderwall for six months as like a 12 year old. So like, I had that. And then, um, yeah, then I, I had guitar lessons with um, the dad of someone I knew at school, who was a really, really good guitarist. I had that for a couple of years and that was nice because yeah. that was kind of like the teaching part, but you could choose whether you wanted to actually get taught like the theory and stuff. And at first I was like, nah, I just want to play this like Metallica riff or whatever. Yes. And then further on, I kind of like, that was when I kind of put um, some of the musical theory knowledge that I had from having done like music in school and, and playing classical instruments. And then like, 
enjoying it a bit more that it wasn't like notes on a page. It was like more the th- the actual theories around how it relates to your, you know, guitar and stuff. So, so you felt like cut loose perhaps. I mean, I, I feel like you, you know, you're not restrained at, at, at a young age at all, but mm. the, the love for the music's there. It's just, it's, it's more of a classical uh, jazz, classical background. And then rock and roll comes yeah. in and just, you're set, you're set free. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, it, all, it always kind of felt a little bit like, oh, dad, I don't want to do my practice. And like you come over, it would be like part, it would be like part of your homework sort of school kid routine would be like, got to practice your instrument and then you've got to go and do an exam on it. And I'm just like, I don't want to do an exam on it. Like if I feel yeah. that I'm enjoying playing a song, that's enough of an exam if I'm like happy with it, you know? Yeah, so I, yeah. I kind of didn't like that point. And then guitar, obviously, you know, you can do that sort of stuff with guitar, but it was the first time where I kind of felt like, it actually just felt like something that I could do could just purely because I wanted to. And anything I learned on it was just out of interest rather than out of a teacher telling you to learn this grade, whatever piece, you know? Yeah. Oh God, that's so important. It's so important. Like, yeah. and, that, and those, those, those first few weeks, um, you, you, like, especially when you, you're talking about your first three chords, mm. especially, you know, if you, if you've, if you've got any negative, input from anyone it can really really affect you so it's like it's yeah. such a personal deep personal thing when you learn your first few chords you go back to your bedroom yeah. and you just learn how to strum a strum a guitar it's such a basic thing to say yeah, but it's I think so... it's something that sticks with you as well or at least me as a musician is like i still will hear something in a song and get just as excited about being like i want to try and do that like i want to work out what they did as it was when you know, I, I wouldn't listen to Wonderball now and be like, fucking hell, what is Noel doing there with those chords? <laughs> like back then, obviously you are like, wow, that sounds so good. And you kind of like yeah. take upon yourself to like work out what's going on. And and I feel like that always, that's still going on now. You know, I still will hear a song and be like, that was really cool. And then I'll find myself, you know, writing a song based on like a tiny little, like just two chords changing and you'll write a whole thing around it. I've got, I've got, yeah, totally. I wrote, I wrote a song by, um, no, I wrote a song by, I wrote a song by myself. Um, who's it? The, uh, the Young Knives, and and they had this song with a chord progression, like literally, like, like you just said, like two, maybe three chords, and then yeah, I, you, your ear just, just pings out at you. It wouldn't maybe yeah. ping out to someone else, but it pings yeah, out to yeah. you. Also, my Sharona, right? Every fucking song uh, I've ever written, I've always wanted to be my Sharona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. drum beat again, Will? Really? Yeah. I mean, it's a great drum beat. Just keep fucking playing it. Um, yeah. So, what was, your, what was your first band then? I mean, it's like you, you would have been probably eighteen anyway. So, what, this this is kind of close to your first band, is it? Uh, bands. I mean, first band is like, was that the first band that I thought I was in? And it was real. Yeah, was totally. The, shit, the shittiest band you can possibly make, mate. The shittiest band you can the think of you ever in. But it was like, I was too young to even be in a band. So I was like, yeah, this is our band. And like, it was just me and one of my friends never played a show, probably never even wrote a song called Pure Fusion, which at the time, that was the best band name anyone had ever thought of. Pure fusion. And, and that, yeah, that's just a, there's literally nothing else to discuss on that. And then my first ever, <laughs> my first ever actual band um, was with two of my uh, school friends. I think I was probably 15, late, 15, 16. And that was the first thing where I was like actually writing songs. Yeah. Um, and kind of, I ended up playing bass because we were just a three piece. Um, so yeah, I did that, did a couple of like local shows. And then since then I've, yeah. I've 
done like one other project just with a friend and done a couple of shows or whatever. And then, yeah, fur was the first thing that kind of like felt like something that would last, if you know what I mean? Because, you know, yeah, when you're yeah. sitting in a band, you're like, this is it, this is it. And then you realise it wasn't it, but it was definitely, definitely formative um, right. and important. But yeah, yeah, fur was, I would still like to, to, to pretend that fur was my first band. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it's it. Yeah, and I mean, was that was that sound? Was the intention always there, or did it slowly evolve into uh, what it is now? Yeah, with fur. Yeah, um, it's definitely evolved. I think. I think at first it, it was kind of a bit. Um, we were kind of trying to do something, and although some of the some of the, the material that we had early on worked, and people kind of like latched, like got you know enjoyed. Um, it still kind of just felt like when we were writing, you'd almost be like thinking way too hard about like the, 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 the end product that hadn't even, you know, you hadn't even started it and you're thinking about what you want their finished product to sound like. Yeah. And you're like, how am I going to know what this song is right. going to sound like when I haven't even started writing it, you know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. So yeah. And, I, and then I think, you know, down the years, um, I've kind of worked more on the whole um, trying to, to finish a song regardless of how good it is regardless of whether the lyrics are good or whether anyone else will like it just actually sitting down and writing uh, a song from the first verse to the last chorus and finishing it you know yeah, and that's quite yeah. that's quite a big thing i think when you overthink things you know you, especially now when you can sit in front of your computer and just do it all yourself it's like when you go down to you know if you start writing a bit of a story and you just stare at that blank page for for hours it's, i find that i myself doing the same thing when i'm writing music on my computer I'm just looking at it going, oh, I wish it was just like full and it was kind of getting there. It's too yeah. hard. And then if you actually sit down with a guitar and just write the whole song, then when you sit down, all of the other parts just fall into place. And it, it feels like every time I do it, I go, why don't I always do that? And then I'm thinking, right. trying to make myself always do that. But, you know, it is hard, but yeah. No, 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 it's, 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 it is. And I think if you... I I don't know. I, obviously, I'm just going from how I hear your music, but it does feel yeah. like there's a lot of natural flow to it, as in yeah. in the writing process. It, it, it yeah. is, is it is it? I mean, obviously, everyone comes across stumbling blocks when they're writing a song. But are there songs either on the EP or coming that are very um, were just literally 15 minute songs? You just got them out in one go. I think, in terms of like the actual songs and and when I write lyrics. Um, Personally, I am a pretty like on the spot person. I know Josh is even more so. Like Josh, Josh will like send me a song he's written and be like, "Yeah, what do you think of this?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, no, that's, that's great!" Like I'll, I'll like, <laughs> demo of it and I'll be like, "What are you saying there?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. I'm just making it up." And I'm like, "No, it's really good. Like, what did you say yeah. there?" He's like, "I don't know. I just, you know, I'm not quite that far." But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think. I've ever slaved over like the, an actual song. I think so, occasional, like with the song we just released, Grow Up, um, the arrangement for that, um, you know, I wrote that song three years ago in, in, a, in one form. And then yeah. it, it's kind of bounced, bounced around a couple of different arrangements and, and never really found its place. And then fairly recently we kind of found one where we were like, yeah, that, that sounds like a, a full song. But yeah, in the writing process, I'm, I'm kind of fairly get a chord progression first thing that comes to your head normally for me is the best thing if you know what i mean oh absolutely like absolutely you've got a nice idea if you then go oh that's really nice but i'm gonna push myself even further try and get something nicer nine out of ten times you will end up just giving up after two hours and going i'm just gonna stick with the first thing you know 
yeah, you record it on your phone or whatever, and you, you yeah, you turn it back on an hour and a half later, yeah, two hours, and you're like, oh man, you know, that was that was what that I used to do best. for two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like that that kind of um, way of viewing it is probably what helped um, our sound develop quite a lot. I think mm. before it was kind of like just striving to try and reach something that I don't really think any of us were that sure what it was. Yeah, and, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, now, yeah, I think um, even the songs, of, like three three of the songs on the EP, I think All My Dreams, Him and Her, and uh, Love Song for No One were all written in an evening. All three of those were written in one evening. That's kind of like... That's, that sickens me. Like five hours, five hours, I reckon. And then the recording obviously takes a lot longer. The structure of the songs were kind of like pretty, it kind of just fell out. Three in one evening, you bastards. That's too much talent. That's too much fucking talent. But I have a thing where it's like three in one evening and then nothing for a month, you know? Like I do have that as well. And and that's another thing I've tried to like stop, stop myself getting annoyed when I can't do something because I know that every two or three months I will have this like intense flow of creativity where I will do, you know, with the mixtape and stuff and, and since lockdown, the first two, three weeks of lockdown, I was really struggling to get anything and I was beating myself up and I was like, this is the time that you have to be doing it. Why are you dry yeah. now? And yeah. then, uh, and then I just hit a week where I just wrote and wrote and wrote and all these songs fell out and Josh was doing the same. And yeah. And then since then, since we've just been working on those recordings, I've not really been writing too much, but um, you know, you just got to know it's- that it will happen, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, it's a pro, it's a, it's a real process, and I think a lot of people have their own different ways. It's like creative writing, up all the way up to songwriting, to to anything. Yeah. Hell, you know, to becoming a successful gymnast. I don't know. We've all got yeah. our own ways of being creative, uh, being positively yeah. creative or negative, and we start beating ourselves mm. up um, and going, "Oh well, Ray, um, you know, um, uh, Ray Davis wouldn't have written it like this, or whatever the fuck, you know." And it's yeah. like, "Oh, come on, mate, chill out. Give yourself a, give yourself, you know." Yeah. You 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 hold yourself up to those people's standards. You're you're heading well, you, for. Yeah, you hold yourselves up to the people that you aspire to be on the level as, and and yeah. whether or not, you know, who's to say who's going to get to that level or whatever. But I think, yeah, you naturally. The reason I'm writing music is because of those people, and therefore, mm. you kind of want to you know, feel like you're achieving that same sense of, uh, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, mate, because yeah, yeah I've been there, man. I've fucking it's, been there. And it's, so, it's so, so easy to beat yourself up over it. And I, and I have done for so long. And I, I honestly, I still do. Like, I, you know, you still write a song and, and you think when you've just finished it, you're like, that's it, mate. That's it. That's the best song ever written. You go yeah. back in the, go back in the morning and you're like, it's good but you know and and, and that sort yeah. of thing is, um you know, it can be really annoying but i mean yeah completely but a lot of that work can be done when you bring it to some you know your other bandmate or yeah, yeah, yeah. you take it to a rehearsal yeah. studio and some even even the drummer can you know i should know i'm a yeah. fucking drummer so i shouldn't slag drummers yeah. off but um yeah well, you're allowed to i mean anyone's allowed to it's fine anyway but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Um, Can you, you can still hear me? Yeah. Cool, excellent. Now, I was going to ask why, for your, um, for me, it's all right, anyway, I really, I can hear a couple of contemporary um, influences coming through. Maybe I'm inaccurate here, and I, you know, I'm not trying to, like, you know, 
put your music into a box yeah. or anything. But like, um, so for example, like, I think here I hear a bit of the Mystery Jets in there and a bit of Ezra Furman. Do, do you guys do you do you listen to those uh, guys at all ever? Mystery Jets, not really. I'm yeah. obviously familiar with some of their songs. Yeah. Um, had a, I remember my, I've got a friend whose dad works for um, Universal, and so he, he, I was always so jealous because he'd he'd be there like, oh, dad just brought back loads of records, and he'd just you know bring back all these records, and I can't remember, is it called the Curvature of the Earth or something? That, yeah, that, yeah, 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 the Mystery Jets album, and I remember listening to that, and I don't think I've listened to it since, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So maybe subconsciously there, I think. <laughs> and then Ezra. Think... Sorry, go on, Sorry. go on. <laughs> um, Ezra Furman's one that that um yeah i used i used to listen to not so much anymore but um lousy connection you know that song yeah yeah oh, that yeah, was, yeah yeah that was always just one of those songs where i that, you know those 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 songs where it's like i just can't stop listening to this absolutely, and I, absolutely. I probably i literally had like a, a a couple of months period where it was just like that was all i wanted to listen to that was just doing it for me so i think um there is a song on on the mixtape that we've been doing that um, that has got that sort of that right. sort of up. And although it may not have been kind of um, oh, I want to do a Ezra Furman sounding song, I definitely think that 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 was also a, a, an age where I was like really getting interested in like how I can achieve things that I hear in music in my own music when I was sort of like seventeen. So yeah, or maybe well, I mean he's. And also as a performer, he's he's so unique, and I, yeah. I don't I, I'd love, I can't wait to see you guys live. You know how would how would you think uh, like in how are you, what are you like? What are you guys like live? I mean, this is it's a big fucking it's, like uh, question so, because yeah, it's a weird question because I always I always um, I'm kind of in two minds about it because I I do really like going to see bands where you stand there and you're like fuck me, it literally sounds like the record. And yeah. for some bands, that's that's kind of what well, I would I would hope what they were aiming for as well, you know, to 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 truly nail the exact sound and, and recreate it. And then you see some acts, and it it doesn't sound like the record, but it just sounds so good, you know. And I think yeah. I I personally don't think we sound like uh, the recordings. I always think we're a bit more, I think it just sounds a little bit more sloppy and that's because we're shit. (laughs) 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 It sounds a bit, not sloppy, but like it's just got a bit more like scrappy sort of like. Rock and roll, mate. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think it's just, people say it's a little bit, some people say it's a little bit more like punky. It's a little bit more gritty and distorted and a bit more like uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Richmond, yeah, like the modern. Yeah, I mean, some people say like, oh, it sounds so much like the record. And I'm like, I don't know what you were listening to, mate. Maybe out front, but on the monitors, no, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I like I like the kind of separation between you know, like a record and, and live. Um, Do you know? Yeah, that's good, man. I've haven't heard, I haven't had anyone say that to me before. Um, maybe because I haven't asked the question actually. Um, <laughs> but I just no, it's it's it's, it's, an inter- it's an interesting thing because I think there are bands like the Cribs that do that very well. They have like their own live sound and the yeah. record sound, and and you can completely and then, marry. When you see them live, it's just like it is something, you know. Um, right. And when you listen to them, it's something. It's maybe not quite exactly the same thing, but I think the Growlers right, for right. us always always been like um a big a big uh inspiration and influence and and brooks yeah. brooks nielsen the 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 singer and frontman he's just always sort of inspired 
in the sense that he'll always sort of sing a different variation of his melody or his ideas. And at first you're kind of like, you're singing along and you're like, oh, he's not singing what he sings on the record. And then when you kind of realise that actually every night he's just sort of flowing with it and whatever he feels, you know, if he if he's not feeling really confident, maybe he just sings exactly what's written. And then sometimes, you know, and I really like that. I think that's kind of got that sort of jazzy sort of thing where it's like you'd kind of just yeah. be what you feel in the moment. So you're, you've, you, I mean, you've been, you've been together a long time. So are you, are you honing? Are you happy with your live performance? Are you, are you, are you looking to? Obviously, you're looking to make it, you know, perfect it every, every night, get it better yeah, yeah. to where it wants to be. Yeah. But is it, um, is it like, um, sorry, go on. It's definitely got better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, it hadn't, if it hadn't, maybe we'd be giving up. You know, I think it should always be getting better. And I think for any band, like, you know, if you spoke to someone who just done their Glastonbury headline, you know, they'll they'd probably say that two years ago they weren't at that standard, you know, I, I'd hope. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think we're definitely, um, I think the, the kind of the songs and how happy you are with the songs definitely just goes hand in hand with how happy you are with your performance because obviously your performance is the song. So um, we, we have been at points early on where, you know, especially when you first start a band and like doing a 45 minute set, like, that's that's long like that's you know that's a lot of songs sometimes yeah. maybe put songs in there that you're not really that happy with but you need a whole set so you kind of put them in there anyway and i think right. now we've, we've we've definitely kind of settled into a, a a kind of time where we're like fighting to pick you know every, flynn's like no i want to i do want to play that song and we're like you can't drop that and you can't drop that i think that plays such a big part if if all of the songs excite you then they'll, ex I mean, hopefully excite the crowd, you know. That, um, that is like the absolute gold, isn't it, for being in a band, especially when you, you know, you, you're still relative, not relative. If you're not, excited, unknown, if you're not excited by the music, then why should anyone else be, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, if you're um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think we, we're, we're, we're getting better. We're always, um, I mean, we, we, we were just on, we're really rubbish at practicing. Like we're so, we're right. so bad at like actually just getting on, like getting together and, and doing it. And then we have stints where we do really well. And then we play a show and we're like, fuck man, we actually sounded quite good. Like, right. I, I wonder what that was. I wonder what that was. Maybe it was the fact yeah. that we actually practiced four times in a week. And then um, yeah. we just got into the swing of it and we were about to do a couple of um, shows in Brighton, some local shows we've got loads of the new material down and then obviously this whole COVID thing here and it was just, yeah. we've been plunged into like just our own living rooms and not being able to rehearse. And um, hopefully within the next couple of months, um, mm. we'll just get back in and, and then it will be, you know, because we don't have anything else to do. It'll just be intense rehearsals. Right. And I'm, look, it's a silver lining, isn't it? Well, yeah, no, absolutely. I see you're playing the um, the Prince Albert in Brighton on the, mm. in August, or October rather, right? Uh, no, that's been moved again. I think, yeah. Oh, balls. Okay, tell tell yeah. Spotify. That but was, I, um... that was our, hopefully we can do it then. Hope we're not going yeah. on. It's kind of yeah. Yeah, because I'd love. I I think I'd I I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it live. I don't. This is definitely something that I'm gonna enjoy live. I mean, but it's one one question that is like straight to my like. It was like, whoa! How the fuck has that happened? Like, you've got 15 million plays yeah. on uh, one of your tracks uh, on. Yeah. If you know that I'm lonely, F uh, fifteen fucking million. What the fuck happened there, Murray? Did like yeah, someone come in uh, from the OC TV show and go, "Hey man"? Well, we what we so what we did is we all put our we all put our student loans together, and um, 
just went on the dark web and, and no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Was, yeah, literally found this guy that did this thing. No, um, it was it was, it was complete like out of the blue. It was about six. I'm gonna say about six months after we filmed the video. And my mum asked probably shit. We, we we recorded the song and filmed the video in sort of September time, and then February was when it um probably way out of six months, whatever. Um, yeah, and then and then February time was when it kind of we we noticed the initial like hold on a second, like this is getting a lot more views than it. You know, like in the first six yeah. months, we had the normal sort of trajectory as at, at that time when we were a band, we were expecting, and. Um, it's still one of my favorite things like even now to just you know you release a song and like just to spend a day like reading all the comments and like seeing the numbers yeah. go up and stuff um, and so we were sort of doing we were sort of stopped doing that because it was six months after and then one of us just kind of noticed and was like i'm pretty sure it's gone up like twenty thousand in like the last week and we were like that's ridiculous and then from then on it just kept on climbing and kept on climbing and it was just like exponentially growing and like we were noticing like just people commenting from different parts of the world and I think it literally is just an algorithmic thing I don't know why or who or or you know just sort of happened um really like this is it's yeah, yeah, mental yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's absolutely insane and like you know the other tracks on there aren't exactly you got like fucking four million on like not enough and a hundred thousand yeah. a million over a million on angel eyes it's absolutely amazing but this yeah one of and the it's purely like... just an, al an algorithmic thing that uh well no i you know i always say that it's because the song is incredible and just everyone just... <laughs> <laughs> no, it no, is but... fucking infectious they are very infectious yeah, tracks. I, I mean, you... I think, yeah it was uh obviously that was you know, you obviously upload something and, and hope that a lot of people are appreciating it. And obviously they have, but the means to kind of get to that point was, was out of our hands. But, you know, um, yeah. it's, it's enabled us to, to, to go over to Jakarta and, and we went over to Jakarta one time, played a, the biggest show we've ever played. And then this last, when was it? November, went back over to Asia. And for us, without an album, to be playing shows in Asia is like... You know, that's nuts. That's phenomenal. Whereabouts in Asia are we talking? Both uh, Jakarta? We, yeah, well, we went to Jakarta first time. Um, and then we went back and did Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Singapore, Bangkok. And <laughs> I think we did one other. But I can't, I can't remember. That is right fucking now. awesome. Many, no, I've had too many years. Um, yeah, mad. it's mad. That is mental. So what, what, are, the, um, what are the crowds out um, like there? Yeah, they're great. Like the pe the people out there are literally the best, man. Like I think yeah. all of us, none of us had trapped, none of us have like done a gap year or gone on holiday anywhere in those areas. And so like, not that that's the only reason you would go, but um, we hadn't experienced it at the age we were. And, and so we were all a bit like, not quite ready for like, you know, to actually just go over to the country and not only just like have time to experience it, but be doing what we do anyway. It, was, it, it felt really surreal, but um, the crowds are great um there i i don't think i, I mean people are already oh, from over there comment on it anyway but they're quite phony you know recording it yeah. i'm not really i don't really mind that too much i feel like um it's quite a common thing anyway nowadays but as long so, as oh you mean they're standing with their phones yeah, right yeah, they, at you. they kind of film the whole thing and yeah. i don't really have, i know quite a few people are kind of like very anti it and like be in the moment but you know i'm i'm not opposed to it you know 
Yeah, I think you have to draw a line at some stage. I like, I, I know there are some bands that do, do a ban on it, don't they? And yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, look, man, it's like it doesn't really happen much in the UK. You see, you see, you do see certain bands attract it more than others, definitely, or certain artists, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, it's less of a ban thing now, and I think um, the sort I, I always kind of view it as the sort of hysteria that you see in like Beatlemania and like the Rolling Stones and stuff back in the day, and like. The thousands and thousands of people that just couldn't contain themselves and wanted to just scream and shout. That for me now is embodied in people like Kanye West and like figures like mm. that, where it's like they are like the people, you know. Yeah. And and I feel like people filming it on their phones isn't like anything to do with them not enjoying it. It's them enjoying it so much that they have to save all of the moments and share them on everything they can, you know. And I don't necessarily. Yeah. Think thing but it you know it can take away a little bit from from the performance you know if you're kind of like playing off the crowd but um i don't think i've ever taken i've taken videos of, of songs before and then stopped doing it because i realized i never watched them back like mm. i used to I, you know go and see I the cribs there's quite, few, there's quite a few from around asia where people have uploaded the full set to youtube and it, like i've watched the full set and i wouldn't have done that had someone not been yeah. there and filmed the whole thing yeah. and um, say so it depends but you know the crowds out there are great and and we we're you know so like grateful that, that it's kind of happened so we always yeah, yeah, yeah. we always really really enjoy like after the shows like going and meeting as many people as we can and it's just like such a such a nice experience and we all love oh, it yeah wonderful bangkok is an insane town definitely it's, it's yeah, completely yeah. Mental. And just the whole thing you know being out there for a month and just being able to experience it simultaneously at the same time as you know like them being like all right we'll go and play the show now to people that we wouldn't have ever expected at this point to be playing to is you know as a combination is perfect it's absolutely honestly there are bands that um go there and pretty damn like successful in this country that would never even be yeah. invited to, to asia or not invited but you know they never really think yeah, about yeah, it yeah. because it's just yeah. not the support network not network there but that's yeah. extraordinary i can like i imagine you're gonna look back on this and if in a good 25, 30 years time and be like, wow. I, I say it now. I still say it now. Like it's definitely the, the most, um, the thing I'm, I'm most grateful for is just the fact that I would net like, obviously when I was starting recording and writing music when I was like 16, I, you know, people say like, I would have never expected to get to this point. You know, Radiohead, like, I'd have never, maybe, I've never expected to like, I'd be asked to headline glass to me. Like you're fucking Radiohead, man. Like, obviously you're going to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I would never have expected to be at this age and having like been flown out to any other country to, to, to go and play the songs that I've written in my bedroom for anyone, you know? So it's definitely like, we're all super, well, that, it's our favorite thing and, and we're all super grateful for it. Like, it's it's tri cool. trippy, <laughs> trippy, yeah. man. Trippy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, in terms of like lock, lockdown, sound that you're developing now is it change is it change is it still one sort of one foot with 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 ray davis and that kind of thing and then trying to bring it into the you know your own slant on it or are you are you leaning anywhere in particular are you changing your uh, sound at all or? i think it's quite difficult because obviously we the the sound that other people know for any band like is only based on what they've put out but to the band who are sitting on however many demos or they've just released their album, but they've got the second album written and they're like, they know what their next thing is, you know, yeah. it's two different things. So I think we've kind of explored quite a lot since 
putting out that EP and the singles following. Um, and I think it's kind of a nice amalgamation of what we're willing to kind of share from what we've kind of grown on. And also it still holds that, or what we think is like, you know, what people know is the kind of fur sort of sound. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's kind of, I think it's more like new angles on it, you know? Yeah. Um, nothing, you know, you'd still hear, you're not going to hear it and be like, what the fuck are they doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's cool. I mean, I just, um, um, James forwarded me uh, yeah. a YouTube um, lyric video of um, Trouble. Uh-huh. And damn, I love, oh my God. It's a fucking awesome song. I uh, think it's just, it mm. just, I don't know, that Josh's song, did he say? Yeah, yeah. It just, it's, honestly, sometimes when I first heard the um, the vaccines, I, I really yeah. was immediately thrown into the world of um, the Ramones, but then also their oh. take on it. And I think like that's where I'm with you guys, but not in a, it's not in a, a pain. It's not like a, some bands, you know, they lean really, really heavily on. It's a, almost a, like a, as much of a pastiche as they can make it. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not so derivative. It's nauseating. It's just. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the influence is coming through, but it's absolutely beautiful. And it, it makes you fucking happy. You know, when, when music makes you laugh and it makes you smile, that is the most. Yeah, yeah, important yeah. emotion you could ever wish to get from music you know yeah and i think me and josh um as the writers like that's that's the thing that i'm kind of um sort of the word is most i guess just like most proud of is that like when when josh wasn't in the band um i felt more of a kind of pressure of like if i didn't have the songs that everyone was going oh yeah these are really good we can use these then you know it wasn't moving forward and then um i remember i so i lived with josh um for a brief period um and that was kind of when he had just just started in the band and he played me this like little thing he'd written and i was like that's it man like that's that's, that's 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 like what i kind of have as the vision of fur as well and you've just done that and since then you know josh will send me a song and i'll just listen to it for the next three weeks just being like this is it and then you know i'll, I'll talk to josh he's been like man i can't stop listening to that thing and i feel like that kind of both being as equally as appreciative of the other person's kind of writing style and also them both being so cohesive is is probably the the most important thing at the moment in in our sound um Sweet. and it is yeah so it's, it's pretty much a 50 50 thing and i i guess there are certain characteristics of each other's writing that that play into each other. Like Josh has got a lower singing voice. And so when I'm singing Josh's song, although I'm a bit like, oh, it's not really where I'd be singing it. Then other people have been like, your voice sounds really good down there. And the same with, you know, so everything plays into each other, which is really nice. Sweet, man. I love that. I love that. You've got such a good, um, sounds like you've got such a lovely, loving kind of like relationship <laughs> with this guy. It's like a really honestly, like, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's really cool, man, because I've, I've definitely had songwriting partnerships before and, um, it, yeah, I don't know. It just niggle. It's a bit niggly. It's a bit like, mm. but 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 sometimes you kind of need that, I guess. But in other yeah. times, you don't. You just don't need it. You just need. Yeah, like, sometimes really. Sometimes it can be like when you're writing a song with someone and you kind of, you know, sometimes I think the, the I think the best thing about me and Josh is that I'll write my own song, and Josh will write his own song, 
And then when we kind of get together as we do and, and, and re-record whatever each other has done we're in the same room and we both work on it, then it's sort of like, it is still that person's song, but it's, it's still just littered with the ideas that are bouncing off each other. And I feel it's quite hard to, to try and actively write a song together. But our best stuff comes from when we actually write on our own and then bring it to each other and, and kind of record it together. And then the idea of, you know, rather than both sitting there with our guitars, like, right, how's it going to start, you know? And then one person goes, I want it to start like this. And the other person's like, I don't really like that, you know? Yeah. You, just, you just let each other just do their own thing for the whole song. And then yeah. you have your ideas afterwards. It's a lot easier to kind of um, get a, yeah. a proper effort, you know? And then one of you've got, you know, the other one's got a hand around one of the, you know, your neck and you're penned up against the wall <laughs> yeah. and you're screaming, yeah, yeah. you fucking, I never want to be in this fucking band yeah. anyway. Why don't you just drink more? Stop exactly. shagging my girlfriend or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, wow, that's a lot of catharsis there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Parker said once that he had never, there was never a single time when him and John Lennon sat in a room to write where they came yeah. away with nothing. And that is like, to any songwriter, that's like, you're fucking lying. Right. <laughs> <Do you> know? <laughs> I mean, I'm, maybe they're not, I'm sure. But I'm just like, yeah. that to me is just insane. Like, I don't even have sessions on my own when I decide to sit down and write a song and I write right. a song. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think, what... yeah, to find that bond. Partnership. Yeah. yeah, partnership. And I think that although it might not, you know, everyone's got their own kind of way they do it. But at the moment, it's it feels like the exact kind of thing that I, I was hoping for. So unexpected. Mate. So I'm very, very happy for you, man. And, and the music, what you come out with, it completely reflects that. There's a lot of love in it. But um, one question I do, do it's, it's quite, it's not personal, it's personal, I suppose. My my mate, Alex, um, used to teach at BIM. I think, I think he still huh? does. And um, did any, you, a couple of you guys went there? Yeah, yeah all of us went there um, yeah, for different... Um, for different durations <laughs> yeah he he's his, his name is alex winter and i just thought i'd chuck it out there and see if you knew him or not i don't um, No, because he was a le lecturer there. but what did he teach uh, i think it was technology like uh tech techie sound sound tech he was like I mean, a josh, josh, josh did production um yeah. and josh and tav are the two with two with degrees yeah. There you go, mate. I, there you I go. And dropped out uh, Flinders journalism, um, so I've not gone into him. But yeah, yeah. Okay, man. Well, that, that was my last question. It turns out to be a pretty shit one. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but... I could. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm doing the best. Oh, guys, great. Yeah, dude, That's I could talk for 45 more minutes about Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. But yeah, look, and thank you so much for your time. Thank and you. I'm, I can't wait to like hear the new material when do you think we're, they're gonna hear any, um, any new it'll be with, it'll be before the end of july i would have thought we're kind of speeding towards it it's sweet kind of, so yeah that's that's like home recorded stuff we're going to try and stress um it's not our album it's not our day it, it may yeah. be it's almost album length but it's not um yeah yeah it, it's just like our aim of it, it was just because as i said like you know this the sound that people think of uh and the sound that we have because we're sitting on all of these songs and we're just like there is genuinely whilst we're not signed to a label there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to let people hear these songs because yeah there are songs i've written them josh has written them and we all want people to hear them so we were kind of like how can we make that happen coronavirus 
good excuse to be able to release home recorded stuff as we we personally couldn't be in a studio i've seen yeah. you know i've seen videos of other bands in studios i'm like fuck if, if only we were you know but yeah. um yeah man it's just uh i think it's just a good amalgamation of of um where we're at where we've been for the last like three four months and cool. it kind of unintentionally sort of the themes of maybe personal stuff that for me was going on before lockdown and Josh as well, kind of whilst we were writing in lockdown, it kind of mirrors each other. So I, I, it, yeah. it does feel like it, it holds lyrically and, um, and a, a relation to kind of isolation and stuff. Um, okay, cool. That yeah, sounds, that sounds... Good time to be kind of putting it out and yeah. yeah people will be able to relate to it. It's meta, my friend. It's and as like I said, it's neat. It's an excuse to finally be like, yeah, it's fine to just release like shit I've recorded in my bedroom that doesn't sound that good. Yeah, Matt, it's the same with podcasting because I, I wouldn't have had the balls to do the Zoom thing yeah. had it not been for every other fucker having to do it. I would, I'm like, it's so much nicer to do. Like, I've done phone interviews for podcasts and I'm like, it just feels re- like, because I, I don't really use the phone that much. Like I'll talk to my mum on the phone like every week right, or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really like phone calls that much. I feel like it's a bit like, disconnected and whatever and so when you're doing an interview i'd always rather be in person and then this is like i'm so used to zoom right now like drinking a guinness on zoom <laughs> for the last three months like yeah you know. you're gonna start putting on weight my friend guinness is okay. <laughs> <laughs> luckily i had i've uh, started enjoying running as well in lockdown so for the first time i'm like actually enjoying exercise so that's good I'm with you, bro. I'm on a fucking Peloton. Not right now. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I was like, it's pretty smooth. I wouldn't, you do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you, Murray. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I can look to my left and there's this beautiful bike. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's a, yeah. It's a work of uh, engineering. Yeah, I think it was more just like I was always doing stuff inside and whether I was like recording or like playing video games or, you know, sleeping or eating or whatever. I was always mm-hmm. kind of like taking a chunk out of my day to like go out and like, just run around. I was just right. not re- that into it. I don't really know why. I tried to go to the gym a couple of times in my life and was just like, it's not really my sort of thing. And then, yeah, yeah. while I like, had to be inside, sorry, whilst I had to be inside, I was like, just really enjoying the fact of like, just going and running for half an hour every day. And, you know, yeah, it's good. And it also good. helped create, well, it kind of clears yeah, your brain. It, it does, it does, it does. It helps focus the mind, definitely. But, yeah, um, yeah. Mate, let's let's say goodbye. Uh, sadly, yeah. um, but not forever because I can't wait to come and see you guys. Genuinely, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be well, Might not be for a while, annoyingly, yeah. but um, yeah, whenever it is. Live stream a rehearsal if you can. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm gonna. I'm probably doing. Like, I was thinking about doing a live stream tomorrow, just doing some of the yeah. new songs. Just me. So if you tune into Instagram, it's here. Yeah, that'd be brilliant, man. Okay, well, see ya, and thank you so much for your time, my friend. Take care. Have a nice evening. Cheers, Murray. Thank you.